from what I understand, basically, if you double hit it, whether it's intentional or unintentional, the point's just over now. It right. just doesn't count. It's going to ruin enough. Jack Monroe's career. Oh, dude, <laughs> that clip he put up, maybe we'll, we'll clip this out, but of him doing the around the back, I've never seen that before. Uh, and that was pretty sick. But that would be illegal now. You hate to see it. Yeah. All right, you ready to jump into it? And send it. <laughs> That's probably bad for the algorithm, huh? Yeah, I believe it out. <laughs> All um, right, we're not going to start with that. I mean, I don't know. We haven't we haven't been flagged yet, so I think it's uh, I think we're in the clear. After that, though, I, I I read something where it's like you you just can't swear within the first like five minutes or something, which is like a weird. Um, but we just broke that, so. We'll... Oh, were we actually recording it? We're actually going to go with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's. All right, uh, Jamie. Let's bleep make that one sure, out. Yeah, make sure uh we'll bleep the Yeah. Yeah, can we bleep the first swear? Because okay. my guy Sean from Stop Alzheimer's now is just on me like a hawk. He listens to every single one. He sends me the report of what I owe after every single one. Uh-huh. He also sends he doesn't even let me review it before he sends it over to Pro XR and Game Plus for their matching too. Mm. He just sends it. He could be making this all up for for as much as we know. I'm gonna blindside you. Is Riley about to sign with ProXR? Yeah, we were just talking about that a second ago. Um, no, I have no idea. I actually, I legitimately have no idea. It looks oh, like really? he's playing with. Um, looks like he's going to play with the ProXR paddle this week. He's yeah. been playing with it. Um, you don't get the inside scoop from your boys over there. I mean, I've I've pretty good inside scoop, but I I don't know in this case. All right, interesting. Um, kind of would make sense. I mean, it like it would fit. I think it would fit his game pretty well like yeah. you know he wants the he wants the long handle put two hands on it like it's a it's a bomb paddle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um all right jamie i mean we're back at it boys uh this <laughs> week here we are uh canton o'donnell here ch- tuning in with the dink and pickle pod but uh yeah we're back to playing pickleball this week are you guys excited hell yeah i played this weekend i saw a clip I got tagged on Instagram. I literally tagged you just because I wanted you to see. <laughs> I was like, "This okay?" Normally, when the dink tags me in something, it's like, "Okay." Usually, I'm in it. Did you right? watch the whole thing? I did. It was a long clip. You had a the first the first point, you got Good. cooked. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, second right. point, it was against Ryan, right? Uh-huh. Pickleballed. You had a little middle backhand, which get your backhand out of there. What are you doing? That was not yours. My partner should take that. Oh yeah, easily. You were like seventy-five percent of the way over the. Okay, maybe sixty percent of the he, way over. He jumped off the court to do to try and earn it. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice little flick behind Ryan with your backhand off the bounce. I was very impressed using the Orlando Showed Squeeze left. Pro XR paddle too. Yeah, it looked, it looked good. The grit lets me carve it. That looked nice. I'm, you know, I'm surprised. How much are you playing these days? That's about it. That's about it? Yeah. You just got to make sure the camera's rolling when that you was, are playing. That was the first time I played around here in four, three, four months. Holy crap. Yeah, last thing I did was like a tournament over at uh, Pickle Ranch. Um, and then I haven't played around here like at all. Huh. But dude, that's because somebody doesn't invite me to play. But now he's seen that I have like some pretty legit game and maybe I'll get an invite. Well, I, I think I need to see the entire thing. You know, I think I need to judge... Not just uh, not just one point. It was a nice point, 
right? But even Jack Monroe gets good clips sometimes. That, that was that was two points, dude. Um, I beat, yeah, the first one you got bagged. I beat you in singles. That's just that's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> We're just throwing out fake shit. <laughs> All right, I respect it. We're here for just fake news. <laughs> Flip that, but without Zane's response. <laughs> Well, on to um, a little more serious topics. We have uh, the new PPA format with the progressive draw. Uh, I guess not new. It was at Nationals. But uh, before we get into the seating and everything that's going on there, you guys want to just take a, a few minutes to talk about your opinions of the progressive draw? First, the paddle giveaway is still live. This is the last episode. Comment, like the episode, subscribe, and then we'll announce the uh, the winner next week. But uh, yeah, okay. Progr- is it progressive or progression? progressive is it it's very open-minded progression draw yeah <laughs> um i thought it was progressive i don't can know can you explain it to me like i'm five a progressive shin draw yes basically you play um one event over multiple days and it's actually something we've talked about previously on the on the podcast but essentially like your round of 32 could be on Wednesday. Your round of 16 could be on Thursday. Your quarterfinals on Friday. Your semifinals on Saturday. And your finals on Sunday. And you run three tournaments, singles, doubles, and mixed at the same time. So let's say you, you'll play you'll play one or two matches in each draw mm-hmm. until you lose. So you, you would really only have one singles match per day or one doubles match per day. Right. But you could be playing in three events on the same day. Hmm. So basically you work through the tournament. Rather than finishing an entire event in one day, you yeah. finish it over the course of several. Right. So that's the progressive progression. Now I really need – we need – Jamie, you got to pull that up. I thought it was progression draw, but I've seen progressive now recently too. So I, I think – Progression is what they're uh, posting on pickleball.com. Yeah, okay. All right, cool. Uh, do you like that? Have you played an event like that yet? I actually didn't play nationals, but I th- I think it makes the most sense because, you know, when we – I think we've spoken about this on the pod before, but people will come up to me when I'm playing or, you know, at a, at a tournament, and they'll be like, well, what time do you play? I'll be like, well, I start at 10, and then I have no freaking idea after yeah, that. right, right, right. So – it's good because, you know, you know, okay, my men's singles is at 9 a.m., my mixed doubles is at 1, and my uh, men's doubles is at around 4 or something like that. So I think it's good. I think it, it allows players to better plan their day, right? Sometimes I will have played a match, and I don't know whether my next match is going to be in 10 minutes or 2 hours. Yeah, and You can't really eat during that period of time. Like you can't have sit down and have a meal unless you're J-Dub and you're just pounding Chipotle between every match. But um, I think it's good. I think it allows you to promote the different matchups because you have a day to then create all the social media graphics and whatnot, sort of build it up. I I mean, I think that the progression draw is, is very, very much needed. Okay, and so well, so why is this necessarily news? Because they did it at nationals. Well, I think was the it news not an they were doing that moving forward. No, I think the the news is that they're doing it very differently now, right? So nationals was what it was a maybe a sixty four or thirty two draw. Well, now we have a one hundred and twenty eight draw, 
but the top 16 seeds get three buys. Yeah, right. They okay. get buys to the round of 16, right? Yep. So you have yep. you could have a player who's essentially what they've done is they've taken qualifying and they've backed it up. And instead of qualifying, you're just in the round of 128, mm-hmm. and then you have to win multiple matches to get to the the place where the PPA players are right. essentially. So it's three wins. To yeah, get into the PPA draw essentially. Pretty much. Yeah, I think effectively that's what it is. And what we're seeing is, and the why the people are talking about it is because it's a small group of teams or players that would actually be given those three buys and so there's a lot of top players who are now going to have to fight through to actually make it into the the main draw yeah no i mean there's a you know right 16 if there's only 16 seated players you know i think we saw some some tweets about people are getting hosed Right, um, Nunnery said in in mixed, Mary Brascia and Gabe Tardio aren't a top sixteen, but they're uh, they got stripped of their buy for Lung and Jeannie Bouchard, who were who by points should have been twenty eighth. Right. Um. So I mean, it's a massive advantage to be a high seed, like way more than it previously was. Three buys. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, it's. Sure. I, I just think that the optics are really bad. Like, just call it qualifying, I think. You know, but maybe they maybe they can't do that because they've promised some of these MLP players that they can be in the main draw. Right. Interesting. I you think it's like a workaround. Possibly. But it looks bad, man. It looks to have a draw where, you know, <laughs> some of these teams are getting three, four buys. It just looks awful. Just call it qualifying. And then you saw the qualifying. It's the exact same thing as qualifying, but it looks so much worse. Yeah. Okay, so Rob Nunnery tweeted, the sacrificial lamb in the mixed at the PPA Tour event is the 16 seed Mary Brasha and Gabe Tardio. For their hard work earning points, they are stripped of their double buy for 28 seed Lung and Jeannie Bouchard. Curious to see if Tyler slash Jeannie get over under six points that one match. So he's saying that essentially... Lung and Genie have been given given the uh, uh, better seed, even though Brosh and Tardy are probably more deserving of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we don't even know if Genie is. We've never seen her play. Do you think right? there's anything? Do you think? Obviously, like it's probably not fair to to Mary and Gabe, but they're running a business, right? You. You don't want Jeannie Bouchard to go out in the round of 128. Yep. This so, is going to be my take. Okay. Go for, go for <laughs> it. Go ahead. Share your take. Any point here. We're waiting. I mean, we always talk about viewership, right? We always talk about drawing in more eyeballs. Jeannie Bouchard is a bigger draw. She creates more intrigue. She's going to drive more interest. Somebody is upset in the... I mean, this is a soundproof studio. And somehow we're hearing things through the wall right now. I think Somebody's there's a homeless screaming. person fight outside, legitimately. Yeah, it sounds interesting. I don't know if the, <laughs> the listeners can hear it, but it sounds uh, pretty crazy. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, I think the PPA That's should a lot be... more interesting. <laughs> Dude, turn your turn your mic around towards the. <laughs> no, no. I want to <laughs> see if we can the... pick that up. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. Back Professional to... pod. Yeah, yeah. Professional pod. I think that uh, I would, if I'm the person putting together this, I'm definitely doing the exact same thing. I want Genie in as many matches as possible. Uh, I think the more exciting players, like there's always going to be people who complain that it's unfair. I'm in the camp of put the best talent on the court, put the best product on the court that will engage viewers and drive the most eyeballs. So that's how I feel about it. Uh, I don't think it's too crazy to um, put them in that seed. So it's not like it's egregious, right? But um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, in this tournament, you could say, well, we thought Jeannie was going to be really good because she's, you know, there's at least some sort of, you know, uh, ability to defend your your stance like tyler's a really good mix player and we think he's gonna fit in really well with with genie yeah um and also you know the real objective being like we need to get them some some tv time and i don't have a i think both sides are probably right like i'd be pissed if i was mary and gabe but also i understand it wait th so this is interesting the committee spots so uh, whoever um, put together this sheet, so they, they added a quote. So this is from Dave Fleming. A committee choice, so if there's, it's up to committee choice. If there's an up-and-coming player, like one of these tennis stars, and they get hot, they'll be able to send them into the draws in that 13 or 14th spot, which is what we're seeing here, right? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't know about this... Uh... So they're acknowledging, they're acknowledging, right? Like they're not like hiding the fact that it's like, yeah, if there's an interesting player, we're going to move him up. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes sense. You, yeah. I think some tournaments, tennis tournaments do that. Most of the tennis tournaments, I think there's one Grand Slam and maybe it's, maybe I think it's Wimbledon. I think there's one Grand Slam that seeds players based on sort of like a, their perceived power rankings and the rest of them go strictly based on ATP rankings. Yeah. And now there's wild cards. There's, I, I would say that this is effectively a wild card into the PPA draw, mm -hmm. right? And now you have the essential qualifying being the 128, 64, and 32, and they're getting a wild card into the main draw, right. which is the... I don't even. I feel like we just need to come up with new words for what to describe this as. Yeah, it's probably a little bit confusing. Uh, but other teams who have um, lost out because of this: Etta Wright and Pablo Tellez. Uh, Caitlin Kerr made the point that Travis Rettenmeyer and Roscoe Bellamy were the 16th seed before getting booted for Jack Jack Sock and Colin Schick. Um, but again, like I want to see Jack Sock play. Like I'm going to tune in for that. You're not going to not put Jack Sock into the into the round of 16. And then Jade Kawamoto and DJ Young are, uh, are another team. So, um, yeah, I don't know. As long as they, they acknowledge it, they're just like, yeah, we want to put people who are the most interesting on the court. I get it. Yeah. No, I, try I, and hide it and massage it, then it's like, come on. Yeah, as I think just, open it up for just own it. Yeah, yeah own just, it. just own it. Um, I don't, yeah, and it's... I don't have a, I don't really have a problem with it. If obviously if I was in that spot, I'd be pissed off. But I don't know. What can you do, Jamie? I don't know. Pretty interesting. I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree with both of you guys' points. But just being the first tournament out of the gate and with seating being so important moving forward, I, th I think it's a little interesting that there's just so much discrepancy on it. Um, 
I guess a, another big announcement for uh, Palm Springs is Lee Waters is back. What do you guys think? Finally. Welcome back, Mama Waters. Um, I'm a big fan of her. I wanted to see her back in. Um, I don't know. We'll see how she does. I think she's only coming back in for uh, mix, though, so she's not playing women's as of yet. At least we haven't seen. Just no. Christian. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to... I wonder how much she's been playing. I, I don't I think there's a lot of unknowns like obviously she's still gonna be able to ball yeah um although who knows you know having a acl surgery has got to be pretty brutal on your movement going forward Definitely. but i don't know i've never had one i have so. you have yeah tore my acl and meniscus not fun oh shit it's more of the mental block than anything now to this day this was 10 years ago maybe if i'm watching any sport on tv if somebody cuts Anytime somebody goes up for a rebound in basketball or they shoot and the defender's on them, all I can think about is them landing awkwardly and tearing their ACL. It's like, and when I'm playing, I'm thinking the same thing. Anytime I do something athletic, I cannot jump off with one foot anymore. I have to jump off with two. It's like a mental hurdle. So I feel like that's the, that's the biggest block. You can rehab back to full strength, but you always have that mental block. But yeah. I mean, in pickleball, it's not that. Like you can... It's pretty safe in pickleball, I feel like. Unless you're going for like crazy Ernie or something. Fair. How did she actually bust it? Was she was it in a tournament somewhere or was it just I a... don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you can like with it a, an ACL or a meniscus, it can happen and you can just keep playing through it. There's I know meniscus like... you can play through it pretty yeah. pretty decently. Yeah. But ACL. I think ACL Matt Wright's got some I think he told me once he's got some torn meniscus, and if he doesn't, it just sure looks like it. Rob Rob Nunnery does. Does he really? And he's yeah, playing he through had it? That, like last year, yeah. I no, I think he, he got some, it repaired. Yeah, he got yeah. it repaired. Yeah. Meniscus isn't that bad of a of a no. recovery, right? ACL and MCL are a lot worse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Meniscus is pretty non-invasive, quick recovery. ACL is like six months. And it's like a brutal rehab process. Yeah, yikes. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, no, there's a bunch of like NFL players who they retired and then they got MRIs and they're like, oh, you were playing with two torn ACLs your entire career, but their legs are so strong that uh, it basically served the purpose of an ACL. So That's depending insane. on your body type, like you don't necessarily need the ACL. Okay. I feel like I need yeah. the, I feel like I need my ACL. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm going to keep uh, mine. Well, I mean, last time I got an MRI, they were like, yeah, you should get your ACL repaired again. I'm like, I don't want to. So. <laughs> Make me. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Lee and uh, Alshon are sitting at the 26th seed at the, the very back of the bracket, so they're going to have to get two games just to get up to the, the 28th seed, uh, Bouchard and Loon. So that'll be an inter interesting fight to get through. I feel like that's good for them, though, right? Like, with with Lee, I bet you, I bet you if they argued or protested a little bit, like, Christian's obviously a beast in mixed. Lee had was a beast in mixed. If they had argued, I bet you they could have gotten to the top sixteen. But for that team, I would I would think you'd want to play some some matches leading into it. Yeah, get some reps. Yeah, for sure. I like that pairing though, because Christian can kind of just go off, play super aggressive, be the alpha. Mm -hmm. Lee just plays her solid game there. Yeah, I think there's a lot of chemistry there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got, Jamie? Uh, well, as a result, the race uh, for points is back to ground zero. So uh, all of this will come into effect and uh, obviously affect seeding. Uh, 
I don't think there's much there uh, that they put it on pickleball.com to to start tracking again. So that'll be interesting. But it it seems like we're going to start tracking something pretty unique here at the Dink as well uh, regarding the paddle race. Uh, you want to talk about that, Thomas? Yeah, let's do let's do this. Did you look at? Don't look at the sheet. Are you looking at it? Uh, I was just about to pull it up, but I won't. Don't do it. Mid coffee. Haven't looked at it. All right. Let me turn this way. Saw that. See it. (laughs) Um, Okay. What uh, of all the paddle brands out there? Which paddle brand do you think has the most active signed pros? What is a signed pro? We need definition. Like top 100 pro. Top 100. So that's like. So that's APP, MLP, PPA. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go Selkirk. What's your number two? Yola. What's your number three? Engage. What's your number four? Pro XR. You looked at the sheet. No, I didn't. And I think <laughs> actually, I think Yola. Is, Did I really? I think Yola's one. Selkirk's two, but they're basically dead even. It was this um, pre or post Deckel and Tyson switching over. That's updated. This is post. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I was correct from before. I swear to God, I didn't look at it. Uh, okay, yeah. So then, engage is three, which I would not have guessed. I guess I didn't. I didn't realize how uh, prevalent they are. Yeah, Pro XR four. Who do you think is five and six? After five and six, it gets tough. Um, let's see. Who am I missing? What What brand is PIKKL? That's a new one. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I think that's Tyra's. Uh, the uh-huh. one that Tyra swings. Mm-hmm. My buddy Mike she swings it. Mike and David from up in Minnesota, my, my boys. Um, let's see, is PIKKL isn't uh, isn't fifth, are they? No, they have three. So they have uh, Tyra, Gabe Tardio, and Krista. Getcheva. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> I don't. I think you know. There's a couple pros with Franklin, but really not anybody outside of J Dub and uh, and them. Let's see. Let me look. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Onyx. Onyx is probably a top ten, but not much better. Not much more. I bet you they're in there like eight, nine. Somewhere. It used to be everybody. I, I feel like yeah. probably at one point were like number one. Paddle Tech's still probably in there. Yep. Um. Let's see. Got the women on lockdown. Gearbox is probably like, I bet you they're like 10, 11, 12, something like that. Is Gearbox on here? Ooh, I don't think so. Jamie. Yeah, I don't see Gearbox on here. Um, yeah, okay, so let's go. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to call it quits after that. I thought, I think I did pretty good. I'm going to look at it now. Yeah, so Yola, Selkirk, Engage. Oh, see, I couldn't XR. even have it if I wanted it. I got to request access. <laughs> See, look at that. Yeah, I tried to look. That's right. Onyx and Paddletech, Franklin and Gamma. Forgot about Gamma. And then, yeah, kind of just like spread out across all the others. Um, yeah, interesting. I mean, Paddletech and Onyx used to be much bigger. Franklin, obviously. Um, See if there's any other spray. Adidas on there with their one pro. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So let's. How about this? End of 2024. What do you? What would you say your your top five is? My what? After there's like shuffling around. My top five list by the end of this year for yeah. the paddle brands. Well, let's go. Let's do. We gotta. Get, let's go one more year out. 2025. 
at the end of 2025. Yeah. I don't know. You first. It's still going to be Selkirk and Yola. Sounds like Pro XR is trying to sign some pros. They're trying to get into the mix. In no, the, so the nice thing is Pro XR really isn't signing pros. Those aren't. We don't have too many signed players. It's just oh, players you know what? using it. Our mistake. We included Riley and Lindsay in Pro XR speculation. So they're highlighted here. Okay. So well, Pro XR is actually. When well, technically CJ's not even signed, I don't think. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who just uh, like using the Pro XR. Yeah. Hmm. So I think that speaks volumes. You know, Selkirk Yola, they can they can spend all the money they want, but Proxar's only got a handful of players that they pay. I tried playing with that gearbox. It is something. The sound is bizarre. Like mm -hmm. it it's uncomfortable to play with. And uh I couldn't the ball just flies off the paddle. Like it, for my forehand, I have to kind of like, you know, how I set it, that one it off the... It kind <laughs> of flies off the paddle even when you're using a, a soft Yola. Yeah, it reminds me of the Perseus where it's like if you catch it in the sweet spot, the thing just absolutely goes flying. For those who, who really don't know what we're, what we're talking about, my favorite clip of Thomas playing ever, he he is at the Pickle Ranch and he's got this, uh, he's got this forehand. We're going to have to get this clip on here. He's got a forehand relatively easy ball and he sends it like damn near over the fence he misses this oh, no, thing not by... damn near was it actually over the fence it went off the parking garage oh jeez. well and then he's telling me in the next podcast he's like yeah you know what i didn't come over it enough yeah. <laughs> and he was dead serious he's like that one just a little too much pop i yeah, i didn't come over it i just like i think that that thing would have that thing would have gone a million times farther with a with a gearbox. I just, yeah, that's a. I need to see that clip again. That needs to resurface on social. I've got a pretty big windup though. I really go for. I try and like rip the forehand, so I'm a little bit different. I recognize that. I acknowledge that. Try and bring back the tennis forehand. And you basically can these days with the Pro XR. I can. Um, and that's Damn why, right. That's why we're Team Pro XR. Non-paid endorsement. Let's um, go. All right, Jamie. What do we What do we got next? Well, just to follow up on that, what are we doing with the all that that paddle data? We're gonna... I actually don't know. Oh, you don't know. So day two on the job, and I know more. This is great news. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll, we, we'll fill us in. We will be tracking the paddle usage and wins throughout the the entire year, just kind of like F one does with the cars, mm -hmm. uh, to associate and figure out which paddle is truly winning the most at the tournament. So hey, I, that's we, a cool idea. Who came up with that? I believe that was Alina. All right, I like it. Good stuff. Yeah. You should control it for duper, too, and, like, base that off of something, right? Because, obviously, if you have a certain – it'd be interesting to see if you have a certain if, – if paddles can help somebody's performance. I think it absolutely or, can. Or, well, it can or hurt it, right? So, obviously, if you have somebody who's playing at the pro level that's a male and they're, like, a 6.0 and they're using a – it doesn't matter what they're going to use like they're they're not going to win as enough but like i think the interesting part is ben could play with pretty much anything obviously he's with yola is that more of a statement about the the paddle or about ben right i think you should attempt to control it for for duper right so if a if a, a player who's a, a 6.0 has this percentage of of wins that might be more meaningful even if that percentage is only 15% of wins, that might be more meaningful than somebody who's a 6.7 duper right. and winning 75% of their matches. Yeah. Right? 
Mm-hmm. I think there's other things you could you could look at that in conjunction with. Nice word, dude. Conjunction. Conjunction is an easy word, bro. Sick. You're an MBA. You never heard conjunction? I've heard I've heard conjunction. Um, yeah, it's a flex. We get it. And you didn't answer the the previous question. You asked me the question of which paddles are going to be the most uh, <clears throat> prominent by the end of 2025. Yeah, maybe the the better question would have been like, what paddle brand that doesn't have a ton of pros will have a ton of pros around then, right? Um, and to me, okay, I'm I'm looking at Vulcan as like, all right, they're ready to spend some money. And actually, someone commented, and and um, I got a text too that I forgot this happened, but Vulcan. Vulcan, their parent company Tanners, was acquired by this baseball company you were talking about. And anytime there's an acquisition, that means they see potential. They're ready to infuse some capital and make some moves, which helps us to better understand why they're willing to go pay that big contract for the ball. And I would expect that they try and go after some some pro players and and um, bolster their roster a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Pro XR too. But apparently, you're saying that they're not out in the market actively trying to get pros. But um, I don't know. They seem to be making the most moves of late, or just making the most, uh, making the biggest waves. I think they've kind of come out of nowhere. And um, I don't know. Well, we're seeing pros opt to play with them. Yeah. No. I mean, that's at the end of the day, you make a a good paddle. The unsigned players are gonna play with it. I think that's, I think this data shows a lot for for ProXR. How long is your contract? I got a lifetime contract, bro. Really? Yeah. Damn, good for you. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm stoked. Contract. Somebody, you guys, here's a here's a wild one for you. Obviously, they're trying to pick up pros all over in the in the paddle industry. But do you see any of the paddles actually going for up and comers that you think will become pro? essentially is anyone actually out there like trying to source and look at the the new talent any any specific companies i mean the company that does the best with that is selkirk they have ambassadors all over the place yeah but i mean is is that are they good at scouting talent or do they just sign it no i i just think it's <laughs> cast a wide net right sure i'm not yeah um no uh, i think you know i have an interesting take on this and i think that i think that data analytics and pickleball analytics is is coming to to pickleball and i think one of the i think one of the first applications of it is not even necessarily going to be helping players with improving their game but figuring out the attributes and figuring out how to scout talent i think that one of the biggest users of pickleball analytics is going to end up being paddle companies looking to sign up and coming players mm-hmm. and so I think I think I think that a almost like a GM for these different paddle companies is just as valuable, if 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 not more than a GM for some of these um, MLP teams. Yeah. For MLP, you're with you're with them for six months to a year, but you might be signing a two three year contract with with these um, with these paddle companies. Right. So I mean, if yeah, it's a uh, I think it's when you're signing people, you're signing them, pricing in their ability for for growth. Right. Right. Certain players get really big contracts right away because you think they're going to be good, of course, which makes makes some sense. That's what the movie Air is about. Air. I don't know this movie. The Jordan movie, like 
Ben Affleck and it's about, you know, and um, Matt Damon and they're scouting Michael Jordan and they sign him to the contract and he's sort of, uh, you know, they're making a big bet on him and then it makes Nike and Jordan into what it is, right? Um, but I didn't know this movie. In this, like, in terms of like signing the up and coming talent, the advantage goes to the brands who already have the most, like the most um, active signed pros because how do a lot of pros or up and comers get contracts? They text their friends, right? Mm -hmm. So just by way of having more people signed to your brand, it's more likely that you'll get more looks at up and comers, just purely a volume play, right? Yeah, I can see it. Doesn't mean that that's the, maybe the correct way to do it, but that's probably the easiest way to do it. Well, like when you first got into pickleball, how, how'd you get your first contract? Um, my first contract was with ProLite. They paid for two of my entry fees, and they gave me some some uh, some free paddles and clothes, and I was so stoked. But they they're a uh, a Wisconsin based company, so they were actually they were they were the first um, composite pickleball paddles. They're the first ones that moved from wood to whatever we have now, like plastic and stuff. Yeah, and uh, they moved from either like Washington to wisconsin yeah and uh yeah i would play play games with the with the owners they're like so. an og brand i feel like they could be you could revamp that brand into something that's very cool just leaning on the legacy of it i think so i mean they still make very good paddles yeah it's a nice little uh, made in the usa company out of wisconsin were they the first ones to uh use the materials from like boeing i think so I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe. Hmm. I can't recall. But the, yeah, basically I knew the owner. And then the second contract, I moved from there to um, Onyx. And it was because I knew, uh, I think, Altoff and Cassandra Gerke were with Onyx. Um, so yeah, I suppose it is just... But at that point, it was... When I was signing these contracts, that was 2019 and 2020. That was you kind of had to just know somebody at that point. Yeah, well, now, that's what I'm saying. Like, Well, I don't think that's necessarily true anymore. Now, if you just break through through the to the pro scene, you can people will know you. And before, it was, okay, this is a good player. He plays tournaments around the Midwest, and he wins some stuff, right? Now, it's like you get attention because you're playing on the national stage mm -hmm. every single week. That just didn't exist a couple of years ago. So the way that you used to get sponsorships is certainly different than the way it is now but i mean i think a lot of it's just showing up i mean you start seeing all these little kids as well like that that kid jack with yola um a few others selkirk's doing a lot of uh youngsters so yeah. that'll be interesting my boy leo chun over with uh with franklin too yeah <laughs> legend that was one of my favorites at nationals is there was actually like a, a massive poster of one of the little kids mm -hmm. and it's yeah, like okay right. here we go um Coming up here in 2024, uh, Zane, you've listed some pre uh, predictions. Yeah. Can go through some of these? Sure. Yeah. Tommy, you have any, before you read mine, which you probably already have, do you have any, do you have any hot takes or predictions for 2024? No. None. But as you read through yours, I'll come up with some. I want to hear your first bullet point, which is another tour emerges, which is interesting. I think we're going to keep having more and more competitors in this right i i've said it for a while you know i think the pickle four stuff could be could be could be looking into taking making a bigger investment 
right? And they, Pickle Four, they're the ones who bought the U.S. Open. I believe they acquired uh, the Pickler. The um, it's like a website and newsletter. Stacy mm-hmm. Townsend does that, um, and she does like instructional content. So they acquired like this media arm. They acquired a major pro event in the U.S. Open. Um, I know they were series. Ma- the ballpark. They're the ones mm-hmm. who do the ballpark series. Uh, and I know they raised a bunch of money and have, have big plans for, for what they're going to be doing in, in pickleball. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're backed to, I believe by Fenway sports groups, which is obviously owns the, uh, the, the Boston Red Sox, I believe. And they yep. have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, no, they have some, they have some big names. I think they purchased some soccer teams too. Don't, doesn't Fenway own some soccer teams? I could be wrong. Um, I'm probably wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I I don't think we're going to see the end of tour wars for a while. The barrier to entry is still quite low. Um, I'd be, I would not be surprised to see another tour. Yeah. Interesting. I think this year is the year we're going to see a lot more injuries and particularly, I think, wrist injuries. Okay. So I think players are working more and more, playing more and more, and you know the game is getting so much more competitive. Everybody's going to need to be putting in more court time, pushing their bodies to the limit. I think we're going to see some injuries, and I think we're going to see some wrist injuries. Everybody pretty much is playing with now carbon fiber paddles where you can be really spinning those balls. You're getting used to using your wrist a little bit more. I also think that this Vulcan ball feels a little heavy. Like for me, my wrist has been hurting the last couple of days playing with the playing with the Vulcan ball. So, I think twenty four is going to be the year of the wrist injury. I just saw one of your next bullet points, and it kind of made me laugh. Um, but yeah, I could see that if if there's going to be wrist injuries, probably going to be elbow injuries too. Um, people just trying to get. I always think of Jack Sock and how wristy he is with his shot. Like I think about him when I'm when I'm hitting uh, forehands and trying to get that wrist action. Uh, and if you can get that wrist action like at the net, you can surprise people with your with your speed there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't know, Ben Johns is the opposite of that, right? Like when I remember taking a clinic with him early, and he would always say, you know, you you hinge at the shoulder very smooth like your arm is is one piece right especially Mm -hmm. for dinking and stuff but as soon as you're back at the baseline having that extra wrist action in pickleball can have a huge impact on just improving your your velocity yeah well there are certain shots you want to use your wrist on there are certain shots you absolutely don't want to use your wrist on yeah really if you're dinking you're not usually using your wrist unless you're really hitting an aggressive roll dink um but even Ben, you know, when he's hitting those flicks, he's using yeah. his his wrist, wrist like crazy. Yeah. Like right. he drops his wrist down real n- nice and low on those some of those forehand rolls too. Um, all right, USAP moves to drop serve only. I think USAP I think is going to get rid of the the regular serve. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing the serve continue to get dumbed down, which is and not used as a weapon. If we're following that logic. We might as well dumb it down even more and go to the drop serve only. Right. And also, I think it's just a much, much more effective rule. It actually makes it makes sense. You can enforce it. So I think USAP is going to move to the drop serve only. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a hunch. Should I start working on my drop serve? Sure. 
<laughs> it's not that it's i mean it's pretty easy to pick up you don't need to like work on it a ton well okay going back to um you playing with the vulcan ball i i think we talked about it maybe a little bit on the last episode but what what's your general take on a ball you said it it plays a little bit heavier if yeah, it kind of feels like it's more impact on the so it, it you know in tennis they have the term of like a heavy ball which the ball isn't actually any have more weight to it but the way that it plays has more impact if somebody's hitting a ton of topspin towards you they say that they're hitting a heavy ball okay so the ball feels heavy i don't think it's any actual there's not more weight to it to my knowledge but um feels like it's more impact when you're when you're hitting it so it plays pretty fast and pretty spinny seems to go have it does seem to have some problems going out of round at least in my experience over the last few days yeah that's what i've been hearing mm-hmm. um, and when it goes out of round it's like it can be it can be rough because yeah. it spins more than a dura it seems like and so when it's spinning more it's i feel like it's more likely to catch one of those sort of corners or edges once it's yeah you get been out of round. nasty kicks yeah the kicks that's the hardest thing returning with this ball has been brutal like mm-hmm. deckles serve i feel like i return deckles serve money like medical serve legitimately doesn't give me problems in uh with it with a dura and recently like it's just been it's been kicking everywhere yeah like he's had some that are kicking way over my right w- over my paddle some that are kicking downwards which just doesn't well work we'll we'll see what happens this weekend with this new provisional serve rule where he can't get up the way he he previously did yeah but so now he's hitting topspin because he has to before he just kind of hit flat. I think the serve rule is actually going to be a good change for for Deckel because it's going to force him to hit some topspin. Mm. Um, what do you think? Do you if you are the czar of pickleball, what are you doing for your for serving? How do you make the, the players serve? Yeah, well, I mean, I I think we're just sort of beating around the bush, and we keep trying to change the rule little by little by little to neutralize the serve. Eventually, I think to your point. They just have to go, okay, we're done with that. It's drop serve only. That would be the cleanest way to end all the discrepancies. But I think it's just going to take some time to get there. Fair. Or we can do my suggestion from last time. Which is? Remember I told you about real tennis? Remind me. I remember oh, you damn. telling me about real we, tennis, but I don't remember the serve component. The The origin of the term serve came from real tennis where the yes. king's servant I remember the history would lesson. throw the ball in. Yes. And they would say, serve. Oh, so and have, so now I think we just dude, have to have Don Stanley like a caddy. the ball in. No, it's like you have your own caddy, right? Like I'll be your caddy on tour and I'll come with you and I'll do all your, your serves for you and then just get off the court. Okay. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Um, all right. You think pro tennis players are going to underperform and win zero gold. Gold, yeah, I could see that. But I, I do think we'll see some medals here and there. Yeah, who's I think the only one that has a real chance of meddling would be Jack and Catherine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it depends on where we sort of like draw the line as like tennis versus people. Like is Rettenmeyer, you know. No. You I'm know, I'm talking like the new the new Jack Sock, Jeannie yeah. Bouchard. I mean, this is mostly talking about Jack Sock. Yeah. I think he had his I think he had his peak for, for a little while back yeah. in, in North Carolina. Right. Like him and Anna Lee won it. I don't think Jack wins a gold this year. Um, I think I think he's going to get figured out, and I think he's going to get a lot better, obviously. 
But I think him and the others are and I kinda wanna be wrong. Jack Sack was like my favorite player in, in tennis. Really? And I wanna yeah, he was. Um and I wanted to I wanna see him I wanna see him do well. But I feel like in men's doubles in particular, mixed is he can have more success. I think in men's doubles he's gonna he's gonna underperform. And I don't think any of the other those other tennis players are going to be uh, f- phenomenal. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty low on Jeannie Bouchard and, until she proves me otherwise. I have no evidence to point to her being a good pickleball player. There we go. Would you play with her? Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> Take whatever I can get. Even the verse six paddle. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of verse six before either, and she's playing with a verse six paddle. I think it's the pickleball central brand, isn't it? They made their own paddle, I believe. She's playing with just like the in-house brand. <laughs> it's like the Kirkland. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but you know what they say with like Kirkland vodka, Kirk, Kirkland golf balls, like they're pretty good. Like Kirkland actually can put together a decent product. Versus, I've never, I've never even seen one. I don't know. They're they're in the pickleball central booth. You've probably walked past it. It it looks like every other carbon fiber paddle. Got it. Um, I think. Do we know if Tyra and Christian are playing together this year? Because my prediction was Tyra and Christian. I literally just wrote Tyler and Christian become a problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I don't know if that's a very hot take, but like I think those are the two probably quickest ascending players, and I think that they should team up. Yeah. Because I think I think they could be a regular medal stand team by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, They're also a fun team to watch. Mm-hmm. Just both their play styles. For sure. Um, yeah, I could see that. I think they're, I think they're kind of similar to like a James and Anna in a way where they've come through and they have very high level tennis backgrounds, but I think they play slightly more unconventionally than, than James and, and Anna. Um, I think you could see some real good battles between James and Anna and uh, Tyra and Christian. I think that'll be, we'll call that, I think we'll call that the rivalry to watch out for, for this year. We'll have to see if uh, Christian locks in lead or not after this tournament. We'll see how they do. That's true. I don't know who anybody's playing with this year other than, Catherine and uh Catherine and Jack Sock. Well on the on the note of uh predictions, uh obviously the Dink is about to do the Dink Awards. And so let's get your guys' take on uh some of these hot topics. Yeah, so let we'll just do a select few categories here and I want you to make your picks, okay? Because we have all the candidates uh assigned and we'll release voting here soon so that all the fans can vote. Do I get to know the candidates? Yeah, I'm going to read them to you. So let's do a couple of these categories here. So the first one I want to do is the most influential voice. Okay. So this is somebody in 2023 who, when they talked, they made waves. It got the conversation going and um, you know had, had an impact on the broader pickleball landscape. So I'll read you the names. Okay. Jill Braverman. Zane Navratil, congrats, good for you. Uh, Jimmy Miller, Leah Jansen, Tim Parks, Ooh. Travis Rettenmeyer. We're missing one. Who? Dylan Frazier. Dylan Frazier. What is he? What has he said? He had a podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, it isn't just who had a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, are you going to, are you going to give your vote as well? I'll give mine. I think, um, yeah, I would say it's gotta be Jilly B. She, for better or for worse, said some things this year that, you know, dominated the the conversation and did some things this year that dominated the conversation. Um, so 
her and her her podcast um and uh yeah no that i think uh i would i would give that to her mm-hmm. but i think tim i think i think tim parks as well but behind the scenes you know for sure i mean he's very influential behind yeah behind yeah. the scenes i don't know i think i would lean towards what's the, it's most influential yeah, so Jill Braverman, Zane Navratil, Jimmy Miller, Leia Jansen, Tim Parks, Travis Rettmeyer. Well, I think of, you know, influential meaning like getting something done, right? And if you want to talk about influential, I think that Jimmy has probably had the biggest, he probably has the most listeners. But I think in terms of influence, I think we've been the result of a bunch of different rule changes. We've been a, the result of of a bunch of different, um, like, changes to the to to the game to the format we talked about the progression draw we talked about serves in general we talked about challenge systems i mean we had a bunch of rule change implemented that were were implemented into major league pickleball but i I would probably vote um i think jimmy and and tyler obviously uh well not tyler jimmy have uh have they break a lot of news Yeah. yeah but he's kind of he's uh he's kind of Falling under Big Pickle. <laughs> Big Pickle's got to Jimmy a little bit. I'm just going to say it. In the pocket. Yeah. Um, okay. He did nominate you for an award. I don't know if I you heard. saw the, the King of the Court podcast. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I'm worse dressed. <laughs> What's, I need to hear, the, I need to hear the, like, the justification for this. What's the, yeah, what, was the, what else was said about this? Do we know? Uh, no, I didn't listen. No. Oh, so they did best dressed for uh, the women and worst dressed for the men, and uh, just some of the outfits I guess you you come up with. Uh, they showed a, a one picture, and that was pretty much all the justification they had. Roasted, Ooh, dude. I want to see what this one picture is. I'll, yeah, I'll pull it. Me up. too. I had a really good. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I played with Jeff Warnick one time in like twenty late twenty twenty. And I had these Wilson shoes that were like green, purple, blue, red with green laces. I wore my leggings. I wore my UW Whitewater shorts, which were blue and purple with a warhawk on them. I had this like long, shaggy looking hair. And I had a white t-shirt that was just a shirt that had Jeff Warnick on it. And I looked like a freaking bum off of the street. So I think in 2020, maybe. But you don't like the Pro XR shirts? I just wear, I wear Pro XR and Fiori. Like, what's wrong with that? I think you're pretty middle of the road. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have put you in that category. I mean, we got JW out there JW in like definitely in there. cow D- pants. Dylan's probably in Dylan there. wears the same sweatshirt for three weeks at a time. Co- Colin Chick, no offense, nothing seems to fit him right. <laughs> well, you, you want to talk about Colin Chick? Let's talk about James Ignatovich. Not, not Colin. His shirt's down oh, to his sorry. knees. I met Connor Garnett. Yeah, dude, bro, that's called Steez. Okay, that's Steez? the Cali Steez. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that, that photo. I'll pass that in. Yeah, it's not. What, it's are not we going great. into my personal life here? <laughs> oh, that's, it's not <laughs> I'm great. wearing not pink great. swim trunks. <laughs> He's, I mean, I'm sure we can find find. <laughs> somebody made a good comment about Jimmy. He looks like he's showing up to his court order where he's about to meet his public defendant <laughs> in that suit that's three times too big for him. Yeah, dude, good. Get him. Get him. Don't take it lying down. No, I mean, I'll take bad. it. If I, if I deserve it, I'll take it. But... Um. Okay, let's. Uh, I don't even know do, where they found that picture of me now. Um, I will say the easily the most swaggy player on tour in any tour in pro pickleball is Megan Fudge. Her outfits every time I'm like, that's sick. Side note. 
Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we don't, we're not going to discuss that at all. You, you she like better the... be in best dressed. Okay. She is in best dressed. Um, okay. We'll get a chance to talk we, through that. We can, we can do that category if we want. Um, let's do uh, most improved player. So Fed, Pablo, Christian, Hayden, Connor Garnett. I'd probably go to to Christian. Just had a lower uh, starting point at the beginning of this year. Like Fed, Pablo, um, Hayden, uh, they've all improved a ton. Connor, they've all improved a ton. But Christian was probably it's either it's got to be either Christian or Connor. I think Christian's had a little bit better results this year, so I'll I'll give it to Christian. Okay, and then we'll go best dressed. Annalie Waters, Megan Fudge, Paris Todd, Tyson McGuffin, Travis Rettenmeyer. Tra- Travis just wears crazy, yeah. crazy outfits. I and I'm voting for Travis. Dressed. He's got the Sunday Swagger shirts. Those are yeah. dope. Well, that adds up because that picture we just showed of you was like basically right up his alley, those shorts. Yeah, you like those? Wild. Yeah. I, I, I'll go with Travis. I like the Sunday Swagger shirts. Yeah. Um, they had some pretty sweet uh, custom MLP shirts coming out. I saw those at the the Dallas event. I don't know yeah. if you saw those. Is it the Florida Smash ones? Uh, there were a few actually. The Hard Eights looked really good. A bunch of dice. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. see the Hard Eights ones. I did. Supposedly coming out with one per team, so should okay. be something to keep an eye. Are they official? For. Are they the official like clothing sponsor of MLP? Do, they Which brand? Sunday Swagger. Oh, I don't know. They always have a booth. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, though. they were definitely a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Travis looks swaggy. Jamie, you pick the last category that we'll do. Last category. And there's many more categories, by the way. We're just not going to go through every single one. Uh, don't do the one you have. You're hovering over right now. No. Do it. I don't know what it is, but do it. <laughs> uh, let's go best on-air personality. So we have Dave Fleming, Dominique Catalano, Adam Stone, Dominique Michelle McCann, Catalano. and Cameron Blackwood. I'm going to go off script for this one. I wish I had reviewed this category. I think Matt Manassi should be on here, and I would I would give it to him. I think he's emerged as somebody who I like listening to on the on the broadcasts. Mm. How about you, I like Dave Fleming for his. Uh, he's the idiom unin- king. He's the what? The idiom king. I, well, I mean, I just like him for his unintended sexual innuendo. <laughs> yeah, I listen that too. to that like a like yeah. a third grader. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, memes memes always calls him out. Oh, for like, sure. Uh, it's uh, uh, Dave Dave Fleming's wild and again. Dave Fleming, uh, I like Stony. I think Stony does a really good job yeah, of of, of a mix of of comedy, but he actually knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go, Stony. Yeah, but I like that call. Good call. Okay. Um, we will be releasing the Dink Awards next week, so make sure to vote. By voting, you enter a giveaway for any paddle you choose. Um, and there's some really great grants. So, like for a content creator award, I think you win thousand or two thousand dollars if you win that. Um, a lot of great people creating content, and uh, you know, there's a bunch of other categories that'll be really cool. So, make sure to vote. The Dink Awards will be releasing that uh, next week. Love it. Awesome. Well, you made some predictions regarding the serve, but there have been some USAP uh, rule changes regarding the carry. You want to elaborate on that at all? Yeah, I think from what I understand, basically, if you double hit it, whether it's intentional or unintentional, the point's just over now. It right. just doesn't count. It's, it's going to be ruin enough. Jack Monroe's career. Oh, dude, <laughs> that clip he put up, maybe we'll 
we'll clip this out, but of him doing the around the back, I've never seen that before. Uh, and that was pretty sick. But that would be illegal now. You hate to see it. Yeah. I am a... I think we just need to go, okay, we've gotten rid of the double hit issue. Now you should be able to hit it with whatever body part you want. Because... You're like, the, a, like a header. Yeah. The the issue was like, okay, well, if you hit it with your hand, you can just kind of sort of catch it on your hand and push it over. Right. Who was doing that? Was that Shay who would like have his Yeah, he would hit it with his... Like, yeah. <laughs> his other... He'd have the hand touching the paddle so that it's part of the paddle, and then he'd just be hitting it with his left hand. Yeah. Just that, my guy likes to stir the pot, pot with the rules as much as I do. Yeah, you and him. But um, yeah, now that we've gotten rid of the double hit, we might as well just be able to like kick it over, head it over. Can you imagine how sick it would be if you just got nailed in the chest, but you like puffed the yeah, chest out like, and it sent back. it back over? Yeah, like that'd be pretty epic. People leaning into body bags—that'd be interesting. Um, I think this is going to be one of those changes that leads to a ton of discrepancies. There's going to be a lot of arguments on the court. Yeah. I think a lot of amateurs don't realize that this this is going to be going away. It happens like decently frequently. For sure. Right? The little sort of catch and throws. Yeah. 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 And I don't think it's anything the referee is going to be able to enforce. It almost always happens on these really quick exchanges. I don't think there, any ref's going to see it. Yeah. It also like often it's not visible but you can like hear it you know and then you're gonna have an argument about like what you heard i don't know i i think there's just gonna be a lot of like weird moments especially at the amateur level if there's nobody to enforce it Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder what the i wonder what the intent of that rule is is there a, a rationale for why they decided to get rid of it I don't know, maybe because people were doing actual carries like Jack Monroe. <laughs> I mean, in, in theory, like the way the rule stood, it, you could you could like intercept the ball as it's coming to you and like wrap your paddle around. Like if you practice that, For you sure. could basically like lacrosse it. Well, I guess what we have written down here is, is we need to explain the difference between a carry and a double hit. Rule 7L now makes catching or carrying the ball on the paddle a fault without having to determine that the catch or carry was deliberately done. Mm. Okay. okay. So it doesn't matter whether it's deliberate, but a double hit is permissible if the player hits the ball twice in a continuous single direction stroke. Okay. If they hit it twice with more intention, it's a fault. So I don't know how this changes anything actually now. It says that a carry, a carry is illegal, but a double hit, if they hit in a single continuous stroke, is still legal. So I guess I'm confused about how this is actually a, a rule change. It sounds like it's the same thing. You would need a camera to be able to see this, I think. Yeah. So a carry, maybe that's like you hit it like three, four times. What a double hit is, I don't know. No, it's like can... when the ball. It's like when the ball like rolls across the paddle face while you're swinging sure and then like it comes off the isn't that essentially just the same thing as a double hit i mean like how can you differentiate between the two right that's yeah i don't know well if you are looking for more clarity on the (laughs) catch or carry or double hit rules for 2024 you will need to go elsewhere yeah go to another podcast 
Um, okay, and then the other one is this, uh, you know, correcting the server. So no longer a fault, which used to be a fault, um, which means, I don't know. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, some people are like really adamant about like, okay, if you're going to be stacking and you're going to be doing all that, you better be able to keep track of it. And if you can't and it slows out of the game, that's a fault on you. Now that's not the case anymore. So it's essentially a replay. What do you think? Uh, I'm indifferent on this one. It definitely is annoying. Like every once in a while you play it, you probably don't have to deal with this a lot, but like in amateur matches, you play against these teams who want to stack, but don't know how to stack. And it becomes this like whole debacle. Totally oh yeah. I've played against a team like that. It's called their Neil and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's so obnoxious. So I think in that circumstance, it's good if they're penalized for it because it discourages it unless you really know what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I don't kind of indifferent on it. Yeah, I I think that keeping score and remembering where you are is should be a a skill. <laughs> like, I don't know. You don't want points ending that way, but you also can't have somebody asking a million different questions. Like you, maybe you can ask, I don't know. I, I'm not I don't have a huge issue with it. I just wish people would remember the score. Um all right, we've been going an hour. So what final topic should we do jamie i think the most interesting well there's two that would be great to touch on honestly uh real quick let's just jump down to the arizona pickleball league uh it looks like they have a new uh camera angle to determine line calls uh and they they tagged kyle salinko on twitter or x uh tagged a bunch of different people in it right. uh, and it is truly show, showing the slowdown of the ball and skidding yeah. off the line um what do you guys think yeah this is actually my buddy kyle um from from back home in wisconsin he he runs boxcar he's done the major league pickleball challenge system as well as their production and i think he's involved in arizona pickleball league but i think they've just I think everything so far has been on the way that I understand it. Everything so far has been on 120 frames per second, and I, I think he got it up to 240, so he's doubled it, which you know makes it makes a huge difference. When you know how many times have we seen these challenges where it's like, okay, you know, the ball is above the court here and it's above the court there in the next frame. Um, so I, is this just a faster f frame rate? I think there's. Uh, I think there's more to it, but I think that's the the main element of it. I'll have to actually ask him. But like I've seen it, and he's showed me clips of it, and it's it is so much better than than previous stuff. You really actually seem to see where the ball is contacting the court. It seems to be enough frames to be to know exactly where the ball is contacting the court. Right. I guess I would want to see this in like normal speed because i don't know if this is like if they just lob this right or if this is like a hard forehand it's mm -hmm. so like i'm not really sure um but yeah okay so it turns out we need cameras with faster frame rates big shock breaking <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I guess it's good i think less, there's less I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not uh i'm not tech savvy enough to fully talk about it but i think there's there's he explained it to me. I didn't understand it well enough, and that's on me. Cause, but uh, I think there's more to it than just more frames. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what that is. Sure, it's proprietary. Sure. Well, well, yeah, we'll put it that way. It's proprietary. Sure. 
Okay. All right. I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, try and get a guest for for next week. We'll have Jamie back in the studio. Ooh, hey, if anybody is still listening to this, <laughs> who who do you guys want to see on the podcast? Who do yeah. we want to to talk to? Yeah. That's a good question. Leave a comment, and that also enters you into the comment thing, right? Yep. For the, for the paddle giveaway? We, for one. We've got a paddle giveaway. Let us know who you want to see on uh, on the next podcast or on future podcasts. Cool. All right. That's Pickle Pod. Later. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, dollar has gone on Yagi.